0: Murphy, Sam and Jody, after the show and uh, on the show today, Jody was talking about... Well, actually, I guess, Sam, you brought it up because I did not see Jody's Facebook Live that she did last week, where one of the things you talked about in the Facebook Live was our our, our honeymoon, honeymoon and our 20th anniversary, which Gave is all out. the secret details about your honeymoon.
1: Something that happened on our honeymoon that I remembered, um, and I didn't know if you remembered or not, that just for fun, <laughs> you asked me if I wanted to check my blood sugar... We were we had not eaten for hours, and we were about to go eat, go out to eat, leave the bed and breakfast, and go to a restaurant or whatever. And I was saying that I didn't feel good, mm-hmm. like I, I, was, I feel, you know, and I probably just needed to eat. And you were like, "You want to check your sugar?" And I'm like, "Sure." Here's my finger, and you. I remember you going, "Okay, here you go." Now don't don't jump or whatever, and you pricked my finger, and we checked it, deek, on the monitor, and it was. A perfectly normal number. Yeah, it was like
0: 75 or something like that. Right. Which, which you know, I mean, that's a normal been. blood sugar number. Normal blood sugars are between 70 and 110, basically.
1: And the reason and, that was an interesting moment for, for us, I will never forget it, because your disappointment, not disappointment, but you were like, oh, good for you. You know, it's exactly where it should be. You were jealous, basically. You even said that I'm, I'm jealous because yeah. mine's not like that. Mine can sometimes be in the 200s. Or mine can be low and I need orange juice, you know. And it was just, you were just learning to live with diabetes yeah. then. You were new to it.
0: Right. And and because I was brand new to it, and I hadn't thought about this in a while because that was 20 years ago. It's our 20th anniversary that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for bringing it back up. <laughs> and it, I mean, I, jealousy, but, but not against you. Oh, it I I know. It envy. Was, and, and realize this was very early in because you're still, you go through a very, <laughs> I think, when you get when the onset happens, type 1 diabetes as an adult and not as a child. It's not that it's not frustrating for a child. Mm-hmm. It's but a different you, way. But you've got to change all the habits in your entire life. All of a sudden, something that you could do without having to worry about it is now something you can't change no matter how hard you try. And so it's the ultimate form of acceptance if you're going to be able to manage it. And, and you
1: are, for those who don't know Murphy well, Sam, would you describe him as hard-headed? Yeah, very hard-headed person so it was really a struggle to watch you try to accept right. that you have something that you have no control over control right. being the word right. cuz you cannot control it you only manage it yeah yeah that, so,
0: that 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 frustration murphy would verbally express it, a and lot. it and it went on for a long time i know you know and i guess by now obviously you've accepted the fact that there's nothing you can do to change it but still still sucks it does it does (laughs) it would still yeah
1: and so i didn't know if you remembered that but i remember that significantly because that was eye-opening for me for you to prick your finger and go you know well and i felt like i'm sorry but i'm I'm sure i said that and you're like no babe
0: but (laughs) i also i feel like not only have i come a long way but the technology has because now when i think when i flash back to that i had only had the diagnosis onset and just so anybody that knows type one you can't make it happen the big you know mystery about type one you is, didn't do anything oh well, did you eat too much sugar and that no you can't do anything in fact you're, you're either born with a gene or you're not and it turns on or it turns off there's no in between you are either insulin dependent and type one or you're not mm-hmm. and um, like if
1: they knew why that happened like that they might would have a cure, they'd have That's the cure. The que- yeah. that was the question you asked your nurse that first yeah. day you gave your first shot like what turns it on and yeah. she's like if we knew that, we might yeah. have a cure. Yeah,
0: because for a while there, we thought it was a Christmas party.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. You wow, know, I hadn't thought about that in a long yeah, time. Right. I think that was the
0: one where Murphy kissed me. Wasn't it? One of the me many times. One of the so many you're times. thinking diabetes led me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, they actually have found the gene. They just don't know it triggers the gene yet. So one day, I mean, mm. it it probably won't be too long. They don't know if they can reverse the process for those that have already happened in, but mm-hmm. anyway. But this is what's really weird and I had forgotten about this when Jody explained that. So back in that day, I'd had it for only eleven months. I was not wearing the insulin pump yet, because at least back then they don't they want you to learn how to manage it with shots because they want you to understand what how doing. dangerous insulin can be if you don't dose correctly. So mm-hmm. they don't want they don't want it automated for you. They want you to understand what you're putting in your body first and how to measure it and manage it and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was still doing shots at that time, which was very challenging because it's like we're about to go eat. Okay, we got to give it a shot. This and, and you had to remember before you put the first bit of food in your mouth, you're giving yourself a shot because your body doesn't make insulin anymore. Um, but this this is the part that's weird, and this is probably a diabetes geeky thing. But I think both of you will find this interesting. Um, we were on our honeymoon. <laughs> we'll that's what see. Jody and I were. Yeah. And my blood sugar actually was easier to manage and was not using as much insulin then because I was in another honeymoon period. In, in the diabetic world, they actually call it a honeymoon phase. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> like when you're early on? Yeah. yeah. Because what happens is your body it is a type 1 diabetic. Whatever triggers the attack, because it's an autoimmune response, your body attacks the islet cells in your pancreas, it kills them so they can't produce insulin. Well, your body does what it's supposed to do, which is try to regrow those islet cells, and so the islet cells grow back and they start producing insulin again. And what does the body do? It, them kills it starts them. to kill them. So you're in a honeymoon phase because your body actually is still making insulin and trying to until it gets to the point where it's done. Yeah, I mean the body eventually goes, okay, no more of this. That's why if you get and, you
1: like long time ago, people would get sick with this and sick with this, and then they would die.
0: Well, yeah. You you have to have insulin. You don't, yeah. I mean, it's not... You have to have it. And the thing is, I mean, when your body... That doesn't take long, just so that you know. Six weeks? It's the equivalent of starving to death, because Mm -hmm. insulin keeps... If you don't make it, then the energy, the sugar... That that is in your bloodstream that goes into your cells that keeps us alive doesn't get there it's not transported so you're written it doesn't matter how much food you put in your mouth you're starving to death and you will die Mm. so um so until 1921 or whatever it was a death sentence until they discovered insulin and then the first insulin was pork insulin which that's why they kiss the pig at diabetic events
1: that's why they kiss the pig thank you pig for the insulin Yeah. yeah But here's Seriously. the
0: you know, the the cruel thing in that discovery was that mm. some people rejected pork insulin, mm-hmm. and they still didn't live. Yeah. And so when synthetic insulin was finally you know d- developed uh, and invented, um, you know that that greatly improved the odds changed of the game. Right of everybody surviving it that gets it and it's still too expensive.
1: To but don't get me on that story. <laughs> it is still but, too but expensive for just, people who have to have it.
0: But, Anyway, I just thought it was weird because it occurred to me that there were two honeymoons that were going on, <laughs> me and Jody, who had just gotten married yeah. and, you know, dealing with that, and then, you know, me managing something that was, it, at first, man, once I got the shots down, I thought I had it made because I'm like, wow, this is nothing. I was yeah. giving, you know, maybe over the course of a day, maybe 20 units of insulin, and now I use over 150 units of insulin a day, and that's not because of anything other than ice it's cream. just your body, yeah, yeah. right. It's life. Yeah, but, it actually yeah. takes more than that. You can empty <laughs> you can empty a cartridge pretty fast, depending on what you eat. Yeah, and, and it's careful. it's
1: you know it's it's an education in being lucky that I you know honestly we don't talk about it a lot, but you know I know that when I eat something, my body goes to work because my pancreas works like it's supposed to. I'm blessed with that. Like mm. so, when I eat, when you eat, Sam, your body goes. Oh, okay, here's some sugar. Pew, let me shoot it down and take it to where it needs to be. That's not the medical explanation, by the way, but that's what happens, and I'm we're so blessed and lucky for that. And I hate, I hate, hate, hate that it's so misunderstood. And that's not anyone's fault. That's why it's we not. talk about it so much. Maybe you know, I'm, if one person understands type one diabetes uh, more because of this podcast, that makes me happy because it's so misunderstood. That's one thing that bothers me for families of ch- when children when we do these hospital you know things that we do yeah and we meet these kids with these pumps. You know they're having a hard time understanding why why do I have to have this my friend doesn't? Why yeah. can't I have a bunch of birthday cake? I right. can only have a little. I, it makes me crazy for the moms too and the dads because if your kid has diabetes, you might as well because you're educated 110% on we it. Have yeah. to. And so but the rest of the world's like, "Oh, he can't have any sugar. I bought some sugar-free this." And you know, sugar-free pie, you still have to dose for it because the carbs become sugar. You know, there's so much oh, look, misinformation. Every,
0: everything except protein turns to sugar. Yeah. And that's why the toughest things to manage are the... And in, I mean, one day when the sensors, these, I mean, these, the sensor that I wear now that, that they call a CGM, continuous glucose monitoring, is awesome. In fact, whenever I have to change it or the battery goes dead on it or something like that, I'm like, I'm lost because I don't have to prick my finger anymore, which is really awesome. But it also allows me tighter control. And it warns me when you eat a high fat meal, for example, since this is all still a manual process Mm -hmm. and it won't be forever, by the way, this the pump that I wear now and the CGM at some point here in the near future, once the FDA approves it, there'll be a software update where it will just it'll measure and dose. It'll throttle back when it needs to. It'll dose up when it needs to. Because if you eat something like, you know, you know uh i, I mean Baklava. I, <laughs> right. for example but, well i mean let's say a pizza you know which we've talked um, about before right okay hard. i i love pizza i like anybody i can overindulge in it and of course pizza is a lot of carb because of the crust but the part that it's easy to forget and i remember this is the first lesson i learned as a diabetic the fat is the part you forget about it's the cheese so the you know the the carb the crust turns into blood sugar fairly quick all all the other fat you're eating with it slows that down yeah but that's round one well round two happens about two and a half to three hours later because that's how long it takes the body to take that cheese that fat and and oil and turn it into sugar which it does do that's why fat adds you know calories to you just like carbs add calories to you and um but it's that that was that second wave that I'm like my sugar's going high. What's going on? And the first time I talked to my diabetic nurse, she said that's the double whammy of a high fat meal. If you if it's got carb and it's got yeah. fat, you know if you if it's, you would well. She gave two examples for somebody that doesn't have diabetes. Your pancreas is just going to continuously respond to whatever happened when that that next high happens. Your body's just automatically dealing with it. The reason you feel stuffed and fatigued when you overdo it is that flood of insulin that your body's having to do. Your body uh-huh. is really. It working is working all the time. Yeah. And it's necessary, but I mean, it's really sometimes we go, oh my God, I'm stuffed the kidney into the bite. And you think that you're satisfied, but that feeling actually is quite the opposite. What you've done is you've thrown up your body a massive curveball and it's going, whoa, whoa, wait. Because you all that blood, that sugar is not supposed to be in your blood. And, um, but anyway, it took me forever to, you know, to learn that part of it. But, it's a lot. That, but so, but back in the honeymoon phase of it, um, <laughs> When I didn't have to use a lot of insulin and my body was still offsetting, I thought I had it made because it's like, wow, man, I learned how to do this in six months. I yeah, got this made. It's easy. And then it changed and it changed and it changed again. And so when, you're, when your body finally stops making any insulin and you're 100% responsible for giving it to yourself, you know you have a new appreciation for the automatic things that happen in your body without you thinking. Yeah. None of us are having to think about our hearts beating right now. It's going to beat whether we try to force it to or not, Yeah, you know, and breathing and all the other things that we do automatically, um, we take for granted. But I I used to, a long time ago, I think I resented. I mean, I'm frustrated with still having to manage it, but I don't resent it anymore. And the reason I don't is because, um, A, I get it. There are people, it, there are enough type one diabetics that i can have a conversation with if i want to that i immediately immediately connect and i always do i am it is a well kinship they understand
1: that, you speak their language right
0: it's a kinship you can't explain because all of a sudden you've got somebody as much as i love jody and jody knows me better than anybody on this planet Uh oh. and i really think she understands all the ins and outs on it but she doesn't it. experience it right exactly and so um it's even when i meet like an eight-year-old or when we had that call the other day you know from Mm -hmm. the mom who was saying that you know her 12-year-old I guess Mm -hmm. isn't in in class managing that now and is kind of going through the whole I'm a teen and rebelling and I don't want to deal with this phase I I just I immediately connect with all of it because
1: it's a shared thing it is
0: and it's whatever is three percent whatever it is three or four percent of the population has type one diabetes so, well, you so, do the math yeah, on that that's three percent so, so of three hundred million people, or whatever. That's that's how many of us there are.
1: One of my favorite things you ever did, and I want you to do more of it. One of my favorite things you ever did was when you spoke to a group at a diabetic, you know, um, fundraising thing, and you told your story, because there were a lot of parents there who had just been, you know, had, this had just came come into their lives. And when you do that, it's just they need that. They yeah. need to hear that, y'all. You know, you got you guys need to be there for each other. Yeah. Uh, um. And I want to tell you one other thing that's interesting that Sam will enjoy hearing. I don't know how how many years it was until what, that you quit drinking, but I, it seemed like forever. <laughs> <laughs> that was another smart health choice that you made. I know. But um, that was a smart choice that you made. I know you, you. remember the infamous Halloween night, Halloween party.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. One of my—that's yeah, where I was face down in your friend's best friend's front yard. Yeah, you
1: were for a little while. It was an epic <laughs> party. In fact. People still talk about that party and the fact that... Well, you remember Murphy, Jody's husband, Murphy? Yeah. Well, anyway... because
0: well, I shut the whole party down and I didn't mean to.
1: Yeah. The party was over when you were on the lawn. It was like, let's all go home. Kids are here. They just... Tri- some the, dude laying in the front yard. Well, hey, what anyway... What was
0: even funnier is I was in a hippie outfit, so I've got John Lennon glasses on this long wig. It was awful.
1: Anyway, um, that night when you were... You were re- before you were sick... And on the lawn, you were drinking those blue drinks, remember? And I was drinking them, too. And we had a good, we were, all the adults were visiting. And my friend, Tanya, who is a school nurse, I have two friends who are school nurses. She's a nurse. She leaned over to me and said, isn't he a type 1 diabetic? I said, yes. She goes, and he's drinking that much? I'm like, yes. I said, you know, I can't be his mother you know he you know he he's he's okay though and then of course an hour later
0: (laughs) face down on the front lawn but you have done
1: so well with it (laughs) um you know it's just going back to that time because it was new to me too I didn't have as much of an understanding of of what you were dealing with in the honeymoon phase I had no you know just I, I tried to be there and listen and You know, there's times when I think it's a good thing we made it through that because it was a highly stressful time. You were happy, but you were also going through something that I could not understand.
0: Well, in the beginning, too, I was really, I was afraid that Jody wasn't going. This is so stupid because I don't even know why I was thinking this, but I was really afraid that Jody was not going to want to hang around for that. Right. Because it's like this was, uh, you know, I was diagnosed right at the it was it was after Christmas of 1998 January of 99 going into that year mm-hmm. I think I, it's really funny I was misdiagnosed in December of 98 at the end like right before New Year's Eve then the real diagnosis finally hit and it was my ophthalmologist who was the one who said this is what you've got it's type 1 diabetes so I immediately changed primary care physicians <laughs> and um, and then um, you know it's the second week in January but at that point, and I guess you're battling all sorts of things because you start to go through these odd depressions because you're, I mean, your life is changed. The real moment for me was when I had to give myself my first shot and I did not want to do it. I was mad. I mean, I was, Jody remembers that well. You were sitting there with mm-hmm. me for that. And uh so I, I mastered that part, but I was really afraid that Jody wasn't gonna want to put up with all that. And and I know that's weird because you never would. You're not that kind of person, you know, I can't I have something I can't control. You would never have had an issue. I don't think I could
1: have lived with myself for that, right, for something exactly. like that. But it but, wasn't easy either
0: for you going through it. No, but in my head, I was, you know, sure. I, I was concerned that I was damaged goods and Well, I did way. not know that. Oh, yeah. you're
1: not damaged. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot to put up with. But I just thought it was funny when you were talking about you know that moment me checking your blood sugar in the honeymoon. It's like, well, that's ironic because honeymoon my phase. doctor said that was the honeymoon phase, not having nothing to do with our marriage, but the diabetic honeymoon phase. Uh-huh. It the happened same for time. real, yeah, Isn't that crazy. So when you go back to the bed and breakfast, are you going to check your sugar again? No, uh, just for old time's yeah. sake. Yeah. Oh, that's okay.
1: Hey, look, it's still normal. Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com.